Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Collecting Comics, the show where we talk about comics and how to collect them. My name's Sean, and today we're going to continue with part two of A Soul for a Soul, talking about the, the uh, soul gems. But first, we would like to thank our friends over at Watto Scrapyard for sponsoring this week's episode of Collecting Comics. And we left off last time um, discussing four of the six Infinity Gems. Uh, the first one was the Soul Gem in, Cap in uh, Marvel's premiere number one. And that was the Soul Gem, the Mind Gem in Captain Marvel's number 41. And the Power and Time Gem in Marvel's Team Up number 55. And we pick up with our next in uh, soul gym, which is going to be the reality gym and the space gym in Avengers number seven in 1977. And this is also the first uh, appearance, if you will, of all six gyms together. And we open up this story with Captain Marvel going to a deserted planet, a destroyed planet, and running into a badly beaten Gamora, and uh, when Adam Warlock when Adam Warlock gets to her, she describes that she was attacked by Thanos, her master, but all because of a plan that she tried to stop. She uh, continues to tell Adam Warlock that Thanos has a plan for an inter uh, for a stellar genocide, and that he wants to destroy all life to save Gamora Adam Warlock decides to uh, take her into the soul stone or the soul gym and uh, and uh, that's how Gamora is uh, basically stuck in there for for quite a long time before she's reintroduced into many comics but what ends up happening is they pan over to Earth or, and we find the Avengers in the Avengers mansion and something is really bothering Iron Man. He just has something on his mind. He says that he has a weird sense of something that's about to happen. And from nowhere, uh, Captain Marvel and Moondragon uh, happen to arrive at the Avengers mansion and... Captain Marvel states that he has um, sensed the same threat. And that's where um, that's where Adam Warlock mysteriously uh, presents himself to the Avengers in in the uh, Avengers mansion mansion. And he talks uh, he starts talking to the Avengers about. Thanos and his uh, his plan that he has and that uh, Adam Warlock needs the Avengers help. Uh, Thor isn't too convinced at this point. He thinks that Adam Warlock still wants a fight, but uh, Moon Moon Dragon uh, cuts him off and says, "Hey, you know, I I'm pretty sure he's telling the truth. His 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 mind is clear." And. Um, this is where we almost get a retelling of Iron Man number 55 
where Thanos is presented with his brother with his brother Eros, which is uh, Star Fox, and his father, the mentor. And uh, after being exiled from Titan, uh, Thanos basically destroys Titan with a big army. And this is also where they start to uh, talk about a retelling of the uh, soul gems. And uh, the soul gems that we've missed so far is the reality gem and the space gem. Um, Adam Warlock starts to talk to the Avengers again about about how he uh, how he lost his friend Gamora and that uh, the only way that she that she's gonna stay with him is in the Soul Stone, and uh, and and he continues to talk about the plan that Thanos has, and. It's at this point, somewhere off in space, where Pip the Troll uh, finds himself landing in Thanos' ship, and he's kind of searching around, being kind of arrogant like Pip the Troll is, until he's met by Thanos, and that's where he's taken, uh, taken as a prisoner, and we don't see him until later in the book. Back on Earth, uh, this is where the Avengers get an alert from uh, Starcord, it's called. It's a, a kind of like a space base or a space station where they, they monitor space. And they continue to tell the Avengers that there's this big armada of ships heading towards Earth and that they need help and uh, we, that they need to act now. And basically what happens is Captain Marvel... Um, or I'm sorry, Captain America sends Iron Man and Thor ahead of the team to go take care of most of the ships and, and the Armada while the rest of the Avengers uh, catch up. And as, as Iron Man and Thor are battling this huge army, uh, Captain America leads Vision, Moondragon, uh, Beast, Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel into a big battle with a, lot, with a lot of monsters and aliens that were on that ship. And, uh, and basically what's going to happen is that Captain Marvel and, and uh, Adam Warlock stumble upon a room where they find Pip the Troll, and Adam Warlock tells them, that his mind has been destroyed, and the only way that he's gonna uh, he can save him is by taking him into the Soul Stone. So uh, Gamora and Pip the Troll are now in Adam Warlock's uh, Soul Stone, and uh, that's how he kind of keeps his friends. Now his two closest friends is in the Soul Stone, and it's also at this time where Adam Warlock tells Captain Marvel that if you want to fight Thanos, you need to follow me. And also at this time, Thanos is already attacking another star. But as uh, as they approach closer to uh, Thanos' sh uh, ship, Captain Marvel attacks this huge uh, stellar gun that is taking the life of these stars and destroys it. And this is where we uh, run into our first instance of 
this big synthetic um, uh, soul gem that basically Thanos siphons most of the powers from the soul gems into this big synthetic one. So he's he's uh, gone into some conflicts with each person who holds the gem and he's able to suck the power out of it and he adds it to his gigantic soul, uh, soul gem uh, where he uses it to build a weapon that kills, um, uh, kills stars and destroys universe, uh, multiple universes. And while Captain Marvel ran into this big um, gun, he kind of knocks himself out. And that's where we, uh, that's when uh, Adam Warlock jumps in and he starts to fight Thanos. And basically what happens is Thanos uh, gains the upper hand and he ends up, uh, he ends up dying at the hand of Thanos. And Thanos tells him, before uh, uh, before Adam Warlock dies, he tells he tells him that uh, to tell Mistress Death that he will be uh, close by uh, to uh, to give her what she's wanted, and that he can be her equal eventually. Um, and right after this message that Thanos gives to Adam Warlock. Uh, Thor and Iron Man jump into action. Iron Man destroys the the synthetic soul gem, and um, Thor begins to fight uh, Thanos. And Thanos gets uh, Thanos and Thor get into a big battle, and Iron Man kind of stands by and uh, helps where he's needed. And when when Thanos realizes that his gem has been destroyed. He quickly retreats out and um, leaves the battle. And this leaves us with Adam Warlock and awakening in the soul gym where he's reunited with his two best friends. Um, and back in, in the real world, uh, Captain Marvel basically tells Thor and Iron Man that he's finally at peace. He could be with his friends and he's not exactly sure what happened. So he's not going to attempt to explain what happened. And, um, and, and basically Adam Warlock, Pip the Troll and Gamora kind of go off on their own. And, uh, that's where they kind of live for the time being within the soul stone or within the soul gym. And this is where we kind to uh, we kind of stray off uh, from the origins of the soul gems, and we start getting into more of um, plotting and planning with um, with Thanos and and looking for a bigger plan to uh, to utilize the soul gems. And this is where we pick up in Thanos Quest Part One, and. And basically it picks up with Thanos staring into what's called the infinity well. And he's looking into this well and he's, he's gaining unlimited knowledge, not only about the soul, uh, the soul gems, but about the universe and how to best um, execute his plan after being beaten 
a few years ago. Uh, this book uh, had released in uh, 19, uh, 1990, so there's quite a bit of uh, distance in between this book and the some of the original appearances of those soul gems. And Thanos goes into the, the layer of Mistress Death where he's basically expressing his undying love to her and um, explains to her that he's gained great knowledge from looking into the well and uh, she has one of her henchmen speak for her and and uh, the henchman kind of asks, what is this great plan of yours that you have and uh, how is it going, going to benefit Mistress Death and her and her desires? And Thanos goes on to say uh, he's discovered that that uh, the gems that he's once used before actually have greater power. And the henchman questions him again and says, oh, you mean the gems where you failed and uh, and you've lost the power? He goes, yes, but now I have learned about uh, what these uh, gems could actually do. And he asks for permission from Mistress Death uh, to seek out the stones and uh, execute his plan all for all for Mistress Death and his love for her and to uh, uh, hopefully one day uh, be her equal and be able to live with her in, in eternity. And uh, basically, Mistress, Mistress Death uh, grants his wish, gives him a throne for him to go off and uh, search out these stones. And that's exactly what, what Thanos does. So on his quest to find the first stone, uh, he, it's revealed that the in-betweener is imprisoned by Lord Order and Lord Chaos in kind of a different dimension. And uh, Thanos has to travel through, through this dimension where uh, things are slightly warped and it, it, ta it takes a toll on him to get there. But being Thanos, he, um, he just continues to uh, persevere through all these challenges and he eventually finds himself uh, in this other dimension where, uh, where he is, uh, where he runs into the, uh, the in-betweener and, and, uh, he basically arrives on this deserted planet surrounded by these monster aliens and he makes really quick work of it. But the, uh, in-betweeners, uh, surprised to see that anybody has came to his help especially Thanos, because of the reputation that he holds. And, and Thanos and the in-betweener start to have a conversation about, um, about possibly releasing him from this prison that he's in. And uh, Thanos uh, decides to strike a deal with the in-betweener, and the in-betweener... Um, uh, accepts and they combine their powers together to eventually shatter this um, sphere force field that the in-betweeners locked in using their powers together. 
and even the in-betweener admits that he never thought that he would be uh, released out of there and that he is gracious that uh, that someone came to his rescue. And just like Mistress Death, he's kind of uncertain as to his his true intentions and almost and decides to back out of the original deal. Um, and that's when Thanos attacks and he he attacks the in-betweener, hits him hard, and takes his soul gem. And um, that's basically how he receives his first one. And um, Thanos, being a man of his word, as he always says, he uh, he tells him, I've honored our agreement of, of uh, releasing you out of your prison. I never said anything, though, about bringing you back. And that's where uh, Thanos states that I sense that Lord Order and uh, Lord Chaos uh, have been given word of your escape, so I'll be taking my leave. And basically just leaves uh, the in-betweener to the mercy of those two um, cosmic entities. And and um, on Thanos' travels back to... Um, back to his reality he's met by mistress death and and one of the henchmen and they again question him on his true um his true intentions of finding the so, uh, uh the the soul gems and he states i have found one and everything that i do is for you mistress death and uh, and he also realizes that he needs to be careful because now he's being watched, which he said he figures that he would be watched. But it's even more important now that he's careful because Mistress Death cannot know his true plan until, until he re uh, receives all six gems. So this takes uh, Thanos to the champion. Uh, the champion is just this, this really big cosmic entity who... Uh, continuously looks for a fight uh, and somebody who can uh, be a, a great opponent for him to beat. And um, Thanos's plan here is to taunt him and taunt him until he gets too angry. And that's exactly what happens. Um, Thanos says all the, Thanos says all the right things that, uh, that kind of ticks off the, uh, the champion and uh, that's when the champion attacks and uh, Thanos attacks back. And um, while they're fighting, Thanos continues to taunt and he finally hits a really good blow that just pushes the, uh, the champion edge. And when that happens, the champion decides to jump way up in the air and um, wants to... Uh, he wants to give Thanos the final blow and destroy him and prove himself as a champion. But in the process of doing that, um, he destroys the planet that they're on. And uh, he ends up finding himself out in space where he ends up finding himself out in space alone and he he's gloating that that nobody can beat me 
and I and I win at everything, and all the while Thanos is there, just kind of um, watching by, and decides to speak up, realizing that he didn't he didn't beat Thanos. Um, he he realizes also that he's stranded out in space, and this is where he decides to strike a deal and. Originally, the the champion did not like the deal, so Thanos turns his back on him, and and starts to head off. And that's when the champion tells Thanos to wait, and he goes, "I'll give you your prize of of my gem if you uh, bring me to the next closest planet, and um, and uh, help me get there so that I can be a champion again." And Thanos agrees to this um, uh, to this offer, but like Thanos uh, does, where he does keep his word and take him to the the next closest planet, he uh, he never said anything about letting him down on that planet safely. And basically, what happens is that the champion uh, falls to this planet's ground, and uh, Thanos basically says uh, I wonder if a um, I wonder if a god can survive that type of fall into a planet but he um, he looks at the two gems uh, knowing that eventually he's gonna conquer them all and that's when he goes off to find his next prize so at this point um, Thanos now has the power gem which he which he got from the champion, and he got the other gem that he has, I believe, the soul gem from the in betweener. And Thanos travels to another planet where he runs into a uh, another god named the Gardener, and we've talked about the Gardener before in uh, Marvel's team up number fifty five, and. Um, and how he kind of relinquishes his um, his gym, but um, from story to story and kind of retconning some of the uh, some of the stories, um, the uh, gardener states that he had to find that gym the his time gym again because he needed to make his garden and it was the most important thing to do is to make sure that his garden survived and um, originally. Thanos doesn't want to fight the gardener, so he tries to uh, reason with him and ask him uh, if he's going to give up his gem. And he, he states, you know why I've come. And the, the gardener uh, acknowledges him he, and, and says, yes, you're here for my, um, you're here for my gem. And the gardener and Thanos continue to walk and they take a seat and uh, they're just kind of staring each other down. And that's when the gardener uh, uh, tells him, you know, I can't give you this gym. And he decides to strike at Thanos, not, not with punches, but with his, um, with his garden. So many vines start to um, wrap Thanos around. And when Thanos has finally had enough, he explodes 
out of these vines and um, he uh, goes to attack the gardener and he claims his prize and basically leaves the gardener for dead with his own uh, with his own plants. And we would like to thank our friends over at Watto Scrapyard for sponsoring this episode of Collecting Comics. You can find them on Instagram at Watto Scrapyard and on Facebook and eBay as well. They make 3D printed parts for hard to come by Kenner and Hasbro vehicles, as well as resin printed head sculpts of dozens of different characters in the Star Wars universe. You can, uh, if you can, if you don't see a, char- a character you like on Instagram, send them a message and they can get it pr- uh, designed, f- designed and printed for you at a reasonable fee. And this is where we pick up with part two of Thanos quest. And um, at this point, at this point, Thanos has collected three soul gems, and um, and in part two, this is really where things start to pick up in the story of Thanos and his quest for these gems. Um, again, he's learning how to use them in a better way that in in a better way than any of the elders have ever. Um, ever used them before and in this book this is where he uh, has his most challenging moments and where this ends up picking up is with the collector and the collector is walking through his collection when he gets a call from Thanos and he, he has a discussion with him about uh, about his collection very for a very short time and then gets to the point of, I've been told that you, um, I've been told that you barter with uh, some of your items, and if I found something that is to your liking, if he'd be willing to trade for his soul gem, and um, the the garden the gardener acknowledges that yes, I've I've um, I've bartered for my collections as much as I love uh, each piece of it. I would be willing if the, if the prize is good enough to barter part of his collection off. And at this point, Thanos is just kind of sitting and waiting for his next opportunity. Um, he knows that patience is really important uh, and, and uh, in achieving his goals. So he just kind of sits out in space waiting uh, until he's knocked off his his throne, and basically it gets destroyed, and that's when the the uh, the god of named the Runner presents himself. And what happens here is that the Runner is wondering why Thanos is so far in space, and that if uh, if he's out here, there must be for a good reason. And they kind of get into a fight where where uh, the runner has the upper hand, and he said, "Ever since I've reached, uh, I've uh, I've come 
to own this soul stone. I've become the fastest being in the, in the universe. And, um, finally asked Thanos if he's had enough and that if he is going to tell him the true reason why he's out in space. And Thanos, uh, agrees that yes, I've had enough and you are the fastest and I will tell you why I'm out. I'm out here. And, and honestly, he tells him the truth. He tells him that he's discovered the true, um, power of these gems and uh, he's looking to fulfill his own desires and please Mistress Death so that he can um, uh, so he can follow through with all his plans. And uh, this is kind of where we get a retelling of the Soul Gems and how it used to be a cosmic uh, a cosmic entity way way uh, thousands of years in the past. And um, that it basically destroyed itself. And when it did that, it created these six soul gems that were spread out through the, uh, the, cosmic, uh, the, co the cosmos of space. And this is kind of, and this is kind of where um, the runner uh, starts to gloat a little bit. And he goes, now that I know your plan, I'm going to, I'm going to take my soul gem and I'll find the rest of them. And that's when Thanos uh, jumps into action and uh, uses one, one of his other soul gems, um, the time gem that he took from the gardener and um, attacks the runner. And basically he turns the runner into a very old man where he can't really move anymore. And he easily takes the soul, uh, his soul gem away from him. And then after he takes the soul gem away from him, he turns the runner into an infant. And this is what he's going to use to barter with the collector. But what he does tell Thanos is, or what Thanos does tell the runner is that he was never fast. He was never the fastest being. What he, and what he was using was the power of that, of his soul gem, which is the space gem to, um, teleport through, uh, through time. And, and he would just open up into different portals. And that's why it seemed like the runner could go from point A to point B in no time. And, um, and, uh, the, the runner listening to this is shocked. And again, he is turned into a little infant and this is what Thanos is going to use to barter with the collector. And this is also where Thanos makes his presence known to the collector and um, teleports himself into the lair using the soul gem or using the space gem to uh, get him into uh, the, the collector's lair. And um, the collector and Thanos start to strike a deal and um, Thanos again starts to open up about his plan to his next victim being the, uh, the collector and tells the collector that I finally have an item that I think you would like most. He goes, how would you like to raise your own God? And he, he, um, he notices that the runner, what, uh, 
is now an infant, and he said, uh, tells, um, he tells the collector that this is your prize, and I will trade this for your gem. And the collector believes that this is a no-brainer, and he decides, yes, I'll take this, uh, this child, and I'll raise him in my own likeness, and you could have that stone that it really doesn't do anything anyway. And of course, uh, uh, Thanos has a um, a plan up his sleeve, and reveals to the collector that he was in possession of the Reality Stone, and and throws the collector into a different reality himself, and and um, kind of shows him what these gems can do, and brings him back uh, back to his collection. And it's at this time where Thanos's trickery happens again, and um, he tells uh, the the collector tells Thanos to take that gem away and take it far away. And he goes, "Oh, I will." And uh, by the way, the spell that I have put on the runner is only temporary, and that's when the runner uh, turns back into his original form, and um, basically confronts the collector and and says you are going to put me into your collection i should destroy you because of this and this is also where thanos ends up taking his leave and um goes in search of his next uh, uh soul gem that he's looking for but it's also going to be the hardest gem to get yet he has to go head to head with the Grand Master. And the Grand Master is basically another um, elder, but he's really advanced in strategy and gaming and uh, very he, he, he thinks out his, his plans very well so that he sees all the edges and that uh, making sure that all that he wins all um, all contests. So Thanos uh, teleports himself to the the elder or to the uh, grandmaster's location where he's sitting waiting, and he has the contest waiting uh, ready for Thanos. And he goes to tell Thanos that I have my gem locked in this force field, and it will not it will not um, release itself unless you win this contest. And if you try to steal it. Well, it's going to destroy the universe. So Thanos and the and the Grandmaster uh, start to talk out the um, the plan of this contest. And when they finally reach an agreement, they both sit down to to uh, prepare for battle. And what happens is uh, Th- Thanos is transported into this gaming arena where he's given this huge armor to fight. And um, from nowhere, uh, the the Grandmaster uh, attacks Thanos, which he was expecting that the, that the Grandmaster would move fast, uh, but it still caught him off guard, and uh, he hits the floor. But Thanos is also cunning, and he's also uh, clever. And uh, from one of from one of the blasts that the Grandmaster took, 
uh, took to a wall, Thanos hides in that hole uh, to ambush the Grandmaster. And uh, it's at this time Thanos decides to make his attack. But the Grandmaster's already figured out all the edges of this contest and um, basically tells Thanos that I've rigged your... Um, I've rigged your uh, armor and encapsulated you in a silicone-based uh, fungus that you will not be able to get out of. And this is another instance where uh, a cosmic being thinks that he's got the upper hand over Thanos, and um, and it's really not the case because uh, what the Grandmaster is shocked to find is that this uh, Thanos that he was fighting against was actually a robot. And he's, he's very shocked to find that, um, um, that he was one-upped because he, he thinks that he's figured out all the edges and that um, he did cheat because it wasn't worth having a being like Thanos and his villainy going out destroying the things that he wants uh, to do. And this is where uh, Thanos presents himself in uh, in the real world, and he takes the stone because he did get the upper hand over over the uh, the Grandmaster. And it's it's worth mentioning that in in um, Thanos Quest Book One and Book Two, this is where the gems, the soul gems, end up becoming the Infinity Gems. And that's because Thanos um, figures out that Infinity was a lot better name because of the endless amount of power each one of these stones can give a person if they have the knowledge of um, if they have the knowledge of how to use them. And Thanos does have that knowledge because he was looking into the uh, the Infinity Well, so he's able to use the the gems in a way that no elder or no other being who's ever held these gems before. And this is where Thanos is uh, successful in, in retrieving all of his stones or all of his uh, infinity gems as they're called in the comics. And uh, this is uh, the start of Thanos uh, his quest into the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, which is something we can cover on another day, but um, this is where his plan starts to to come into motion. So after gaining all six of the Infinity Gems, Thanos transports himself back to Mistress Death and her and her uh, lair, and tells her that I have, I have succeeded and I, I now have the power to be your equal and uh, I want to uh, spend my, the rest of my life with you and calls her my love. And um, Thanos is kind of taken off guard because um, he's wondering, why are you still so silent? Why will you not address me as your equal? And what happens is the uh, uh, death decides to give him 
his own throne next to her. And he's still confused, though, as to why she's using one of his uh, one of her henchmen to talk to him and and why she won't talk to him herself. And uh, one of the henchmen speaks up and says that Mistress Death wants you to know that not only are you her equal, you are her better. And uh, because of that, she would not dare talk to her better uh, through uh, herself. She would use one of her slaves to do so. And this really upsets um, Thanos because all he's ever wanted was Mistress Death's uh, approval. And uh, he storms off and he goes back to the Infinity Well. And while he's achieved his goal, his bigger goal of getting Mistress Death appro- uh, Mistress's death, Death's approval, um, that's just one thing that he's going to have to live without for, for now. And this is uh, where, after this storyline, this is where they start teasing the, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet storyline where um, Thanos still goes on to eventually wipe out half of existence. And it's worth noting that if we're the Infinity, uh, the Infinity Gems, it's only right that we talk about the uh, Infinity Gauntlet. And um, like some of the earlier uh, Soul Gem books where they first appeared, the Gauntlet really doesn't have a huge explanation as to who built it in this, who created it in in this particular book. But um, it just kind of is, and it's just kind of there. And um, the Infinity Gauntlet makes its appearance in Silver Surfer number 44. And it opens up with uh, the Silver Surfer, uh, the Mentor, and Eros, which is Star uh, Star Fox, and Drax the Destroyer. And they're analyzing a broken and dead skeleton of Thanos. And Drax swears that this is not the Thanos that is... Uh, done all the wrong to him and his family it's something different and and through their analysis of this body they find that uh it's only a robot and that's where we uh break into our first appearance of the infinity gauntlet and this is also where we see um the sold the infinity gems on the gauntlet itself and uh, Thanos is spying on the uh, the group, looking at uh, looking at this broken robot of Thanos, and uh, what ends up happening is Thanos sucks only Drax the Destroyer and the Surfer through a a, a portal, and both uh, the Mentor and Star uh, Eros are uh, are shocked because it's it seems as if this portal only uh, took in those two and had no effect on us, which is exactly what Thanos wanted. Um, earlier in the book, it's mentioned that Thanos, uh, Thanos's one of Thanos's 
biggest enemies and fears is to fight the Silver Surfer, and he wants to take care of it quickly so that he doesn't have to worry about him. And this is also kind of where the Silver Surfer takes a bigger uh, step into this um, Soul Gym or Infinity Gym storyline because he makes uh, other appearances in the Infinity Gauntlet book. And realizing where they are, they're shocked when they see Thanos standing there. And that's when uh, Drax the Destroyer decides to uh, jump and attack Thanos. And basically what happens is is uh, Thanos starts um, to activate each of his Infinity Gems one by one. He freezes Drax in time and basically uh, warps their minds so that they can... Uh, experience each one of these gems uh, stone by stone or gem by gem. So he takes them back in time with the, uh, the, with the time gem and then uh, transports them through space to different, to different areas of space using the space gem and then uh, takes over the soul of Drax the Destroyer and has him uh, basically choking out um the Silver Surfer with the Soul Gem. And then uh, as Silver Surfer is being choked, he t- uh, he uh, uses the Mind Stone or the Mind Gem to look into the mind of Silver Surfer. And that's where we get to see a lot of uh, Silver Surfer's past and his um, relationships with a lot of these older Marvel characters, especially Galactus. And then he uses the reality gem to uh, kind of just distort their bodies and warp uh, warp their minds even further, and then uh, uses the powered uh, the power gem to overpower both uh, Drax and the Silver Surfer. And uh, Silver Surfer shocked when he finally comes to and sees that the soul gems have all been brought together by Thanos. And this is uh, basically the start of the uh, the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Uh, it does cross into a couple other uh, Silver Surfer books from here. But this is kind of where Thanos's greater plan of um, giving the, the lives of half the universe to Mistress Death. And um, and to uh, finish off, Thanos uh, knocks out Silver Surfer and basically uh, states that he's the all power and he that, and that no one can beat him. And this is going to be our um, our uh, name that comic. So if you think you can name this comic, uh, please put a comment in the comic section a comment section below. And um, last the last episode's uh, name this comic was actually Silver Surfer number 44, uh, which is the first appearance of the Infinity, uh, the, or the, uh, the, the Infinity Gauntlet. And we would like to thank all of our Patreons for supporting our channel and supporting the Collecting Weekly Network. Uh, we'd like to especially thank Ben Porter, Griffin Campbell, uh, Sean Fear, Ian Seabee, Renee Mendez, 
Eric Mars, uh, Marskel, uh, Quinn Aguirre, uh, Lee, uh, Leo Hernandez, Dan Lee, Deanie Martin, uh, Stephen Krent, Jason Nelson, Big Fern, King Zachary, C- uh, Cesar Marquin, Eric Ruiz, uh, Mario Cortez, Stephen Percha, uh, Sean Yotes, uh, Scott Bradley, uh, Jesse Contreras, and Steve and Maria Standley. And if you're um, part of the Collecting Weekly uh, Patreons, these are the stickers that you could uh, potentially have. Um, $5 members will get the Only Fools in Collecting and the Small Talk stickers. And $15 members will receive the I Quit I Quit the Show sticker and the two previous stickers being the Only Fools in Collecting and Small Talk. And if you want to become a Patreon, there's two tiers that you can um, that you could enter to, uh, the Sweet Angels five dollars a month, and the Certified Crispy, which is uh, fifteen dollars a month. And we would also like to shout out the rest of our um, shows from the Collecting Weekly uh, Network. Collecting Weekly and After Dark are our weekly shows. Small Talk, Only Folds and Collecting, and Collecting Comics are our bi-weekly shows. And then Collecting Rarities, Creeps Are Us are our monthly shows. Um, we also have our auction, and I would um, suggest going to the Facebook page to find out the next date for auction as it has been pushed back to October. And once again, we would like to thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate you watching, collecting comics, and uh, supporting this uh, podcast. Uh, we did not have um, uh, favorite titles this week, but what we would like to talk about are um, affordable, affordable um, first appearances. And a lot of the books that we just talked about today and uh, in the previous show with the Infinity Gems. These are uh, not expensive books. You could still get them uh, pretty close to a 9.8 uh, raw, raw graded um, for, for fairly cheap. I, I do own every single one of these books, and I think the most expensive one that I've spent my money on was the um, Marvel's premiere number one, and that's because... I had gotten it graded as well, so I have the most money um, kind of lumped up into that one. But um, a lot of these other ones, like the Marvel Team-Up, Thanos Quest now, you could still probably find for about 20 bucks. But it's kind of important. If you want your your comic collection to be worth, uh, worth something in the future and not just collect a whole bunch of books, and when you decide to... uh, get out of the game and sell these books and it not just be like, well, I'll give you a couple hundred bucks for 400 books. These kind of books really do make the difference and they really help drive the value of your collection. Um, even with DC books, we don't talk much about those, but with, with uh, some of these movies and shows that have been announced and 
finding these smaller characters are they're worth they're worth having now because you're going to find them cheaper. It's kind of like the first appearance of Carnage. It was uh, fairly cheap. I mean, it was still probably a sixty to eighty dollar book, but when the Venom movie came out, it instantly pushed that into the hundreds of dollars. Uh, I just saw a, a nine point six. Uh, first appearance of Carnage going for about $400 when that book was originally um, again, like a, a 60 to $80 book at a, at a decent grade. Um, at one point, the Thanos quest books were really high up there, especially when the MCU was right in the middle of um, some of their more recent infinity uh, infinity stone uh, movies and then going into Infinity War and Endgame, um, now that the movies have kind of backed off right now, they're 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 fairly easy to find and fairly uh, affordable. Um, but like with this next phase that Marvel's about to go into, it's it's worth maybe looking into your collection and seeing if you have some of these smaller characters already. Like the first appearance of Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. Um, was in a point one uh, preview uh, book, and that book is kind of going up too. At a nine point six, I saw it for a couple hundred dollars. Uh, when if you would have looked at for that book maybe a year ago, two years ago, before they announced that she was going to be a part of the MCU, um, it was maybe a five dollar book. So that just kind of shows that yeah, that there's some speculation with these characters and how their movies are going to go. But um, their their prices get drived up quite a bit when they get the announcement, and and a good idea is if you're late to the game and you're late to a certain character, um, it you can you can wait on it, and depending on how the movie goes or uh, the the fluctuation of price, you could still get it at a fairly decent cost. And, uh, of course, as you get towards the movie, the price drives up. But because we're so far out, some of these books are just getting driven up because of speculation. And if if I were any of you, I would probably wait on some of these books now until the, the price starts going down because the hype will go down. As they announce something new uh, or a new character or they put an actor or actress to a character, these books get driven up. Like, they've already... Uh, announced um, the actress for She-Hulk. I can't remember her name, but um, uh, the She-Hulk bulk, uh, uh, She-Hulk number one, where originally in decent condition, maybe it was a $20 book and in pretty good condition, maybe it was closer to an $80 to $100 book, has now gone up to two, $300. Um, uh, so it's worth doing the research on finding some of these books. For me, um, these are some of my favorite titles, and and searching for these first appearances or these uh, oddities of characters um, is is fun. It's part of the the hunt for me. Um, it is worth noting that there is a seventh gem, and it's through a company that was tied to Marvel called Malibu Comics. And uh, I don't remember the book exactly, but the the short story on this is that there's an ego gem or an ego stone, and it's the seventh gem. And and 
basically what happens is one of the Eternals, uh, she gets a hold of this gem uh, through another dimension. And that's kind of how they were able to write it, uh, write it out of the current Marvel Universe is that um, the, this ego gem was sent to this other dimension called the Ultraverse. And uh, those books are, are fairly simple to find online and for very cheap. But uh, it's a little known fact that this ego's gem is, is out there and it's part of the seventh, it's part of the Infinity Stones and the seventh gem. And this Eternal gets a hold of it. And uh, when she does, she eventually gains all seven, uh, all seven stones. And, uh, and that's through a, uh, a game that the Grandmaster was playing and uh, she becomes the villain known as Nemesis. And uh, Black Knight's in it. Again, the, uh, the, the Grandmaster's in it. Um, and it kind of crosses these universes. There is a book called um, Avengers and the Ultraverse. And that's kind of where that story uh, first appears. And there's a villain in there named Rune who is uh, also in search of the Seventh Stone. And... Um, and these are just kind of some oddity books that Marvel's come out with with other publications and um, that that bring interest to the Infinity Gems. Um, but again, finding some of these uh, first appearances for the smaller characters are are important to make your your collection worth having. At least for me, it is. Uh, that way, if, if I do ever get out of the game, I at least have these placeholder books where uh, a where I could still get a decent amount of money out of those, uh, out of those books. But, um, it's kind of the same thing with spider Gwen or, uh, Gwen Stacy when she became spider Gwen and now ghost spider, um, her book was, it was still very popular, but it wasn't as crazy as it is now due to the edge of the spider verse and, and things like that. Miles Morales's book, you could find that everywhere about five, six years ago and now you can't find it anywhere. And, it, and if you do find it somewhere, it's over $100. And if it's graded, then uh, you're looking at four to $500. And a 9.8 probably pushing you closer to six now. And um, Zach, Zach had made a good point of saying that this could be, that book could be the, uh, the, the amazing fantasies of this generation. And it very well could be a lot of these. Uh, younger superheroes are really breaking out and doing some great stuff. Uh, a lot of people don't like to read them, but they are really good stories. Uh, their rendition of the champions and um, is very kid friendly. So if you're wanting maybe your son, daughter, or, or niece, nephew to get into some of these, those are really good options for you to invest for uh, for them if they're wanting to make a collection of their own because eventually those books will have bigger uh, storylines and they will, they will have bigger um, entrances into these uh, events uh, that are that are coming out. But once again, guys, if you ever have any questions about comics, feel free to message us. And uh, thank you for watching Collecting Comics, and we'll see you guys next time.